Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why bosses should let employees surf the web at work, how researchers made it possible for you to hear a mummy's voice after 3,000 years, and why cold weather makes us crave social contact. Let's satisfy some curiosity. As it turns out, you shouldn't feel too guilty for checking Facebook at work. It's also okay to do a bit of online shopping or even watch a hilarious YouTube video or two. Okay, now if you're a supervisor, don't get mad at me because new research suggests that managers should actually allow some time for internet browsing. Surfing the web can help employees cope with stress at work. In the United States, employees spend two hours a day doing stuff like scrolling through Instagram, emailing friends, shopping, or Googling random stuff. And all that so-called cyber loafing does have a price. It reportedly costs businesses up to $85 billion each year. Which is why, of course, we're trained to think of this kind of behavior as bad. And that's why lots of workplaces have computer use policies and internet monitoring to discourage employees from surfing on the clock. I mean, anyone who's ever had a job knows that you're supposed to feel guilty for looking at your phone or scrolling through internet news at work, right? But here's the twist. According to new research, employees actually use cyber loafing as a way to cope with work stress, and it could lead to some unexpectedly positive benefits to a business's bottom line. That probably sounds backward, but it's true. Researchers studied 258 workers to figure out why they cyber loaf and what it means about their work. They found that when employees are mistreated or unhappy with their jobs, cyber loafing can help them cope. In other words, when employees do a little bit of shopping at work, they report higher job satisfaction, and they want to quit less than those who stay focused all day long. The researchers say they don't know how cyberloafing impacts productivity, but they think it could actually improve job performance. We know that taking breaks is helpful, so it makes sense that surfing the web could help with productivity too. In the end, researchers say it's up to managers to relax their rules on cyberloafing. While they're at it, bosses should improve the work conditions that make people turn to the internet to start with. But mostly, you can cut yourself some slack. A little time on the web will not hurt. Thanks to science, a 3,000-year-old mummy got his voice back. You heard that right. Researchers have found a way to rebuild a mummy's vocal tract. What did it, what did it say? Was it like, stop ragging on me? Get it? Cool. Yeah. good. You're welcome. All right, well, the mummy in question was an Egyptian priest named Nessia Moon. During his life, he chanted and sang in rituals at a temple in modern-day Luxor, and he was apparently pretty good at it. I mean, the phrase true of voice is written in hieroglyphics next to his name on his sarcophagus. That's where he'd been for the last 3,000 years or so until the early 1800s, when his tomb was excavated. Today, he resides at the Leeds City Museum in the UK. Guests see him every day as part of the museum's Egyptology exhibit, but soon they may also be able to hear him. But why did they do this? Well, two reasons. One, a CT scan in 2016 showed that Nessia Moon's vocal tract was surprisingly intact and was frankly too tempting not to 3D print. Two, the texts inscribed on his sarcophagus expressed his wishes for the ability to see and address the gods in death as he had in life. In essence, he wanted to be able to speak after his death. So the team got to work to give Nessia Moon his voice back. The researchers used the data from the CT scan to construct a computer model of the mummy's mouth, throat, and sinuses. 
The next step was to 3D print a replica, which they attached to a device that simulates human vocal cords. The result was a soft vowel sound, like this. As you can hear, the mummy doesn't actually speak. That's because it doesn't move, and movement is the key to speech. The human vocal tract is like a musical instrument. Just like the same note sounds different coming out of a dainty classical guitar than a big acoustic guitar, the vibration of a person's vocal cords sounds different depending on the shape and position of their mouth, tongue, and vocal tract. Changing that shape is what produces different vowels and consonants. Nessia Moon's rebuilt vocal tract just has one position, but it still gives us an idea of his voice's overall timbre, or sound color. So after 3,000 years of silence, his voice can be heard again. Now they just have to reconstruct his ears so we can play the mummy's favorite music. What's that? Ragtime. You know, they unwrapped him. He's not, he doesn't have rags anymore. Hmm. Well then, I guess that's a wrap. Ugh! Sorry, I didn't mean to get you all wound up. <laughs> Here in Chicago, we're smack dab in the middle of what the kids these days call cuffing season. This is a real thing. That's the time when single people notice the dropping temperatures and start to pair up so they have someone to spend those cold winter months with. Well, I'm here to tell you that this isn't just a trend among the youths. Scientists have found that colder weather makes all of us crave social contacts, and there's something you can do about it. Before I get to that, though, think about the benefits you get from being with someone that you love. There's a feeling of safety, calm, and attachment, but even more basic than that— being physically close to someone makes you feel warm. And a new study published in Social Psychology shows that this association we have between warmth and social connection goes both ways. For the study, a pair of researchers stood on a busy university campus and stopped passersby to ask them their thoughts about a new product, a heated back wrap. They strapped the battery-powered wrap around 78 participants. For some, the wrap produced a mild heat, but for others, it was completely turned off. The team asked people to rate how pleasant they found the product, then asked how likely they were to do various social things over the next week, like calling a loved one or catching up with an old friend. Importantly, every day the team ran the experiment, they noted the temperature outside. That ranged from about 46 to 82 degrees Fahrenheit, or about 8 to 28 degrees Celsius a nice variety of warm and chilly days. Now, asking people what they're going to do isn't a reliable way to measure what they do. I mean, who knows if they'll actually follow through. But the researchers didn't care if the participants actually did what they said they would. They were really just interested in how the weather and the heat from the back wrap affected their answers. More people reported plans to socialize over the coming week when it was a cold day and the back wrap wasn't turned on. That suggests that being physically cold drives our desire for social contacts. But even on colder days, if people felt the warmth of the back wrap, it quelled their need for social connection. So if you're feeling lonely this winter, you might feel better if you start a fire in the fireplace or draw a warm bath or call up a friend. They're probably feeling a little chilly themselves and could use the company. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Well, I learned that it's okay to blow off some steam by surfing the web at work because it actually can help you cope with workplace stress and it might actually help the business's bottom line. So it's not really that harmful. But I still feel really guilty when I do it. And when someone walks by my screen, I still have like an urge to switch tabs if I'm doing something that isn't work, even if it's just a break. Old habits die hard. 
And I learned the researchers used a 3D printer to rebuild the vocal tract of a mummy. And now we can hear what he sounded like. Pretty extraordinary. Do you want to hear the best worst mummy joke ever? Do you care what my answer is? <laughs> what did the pharaoh say when he saw a lot of boll weevil bugs from the cotton fields stealing a mummy? Oh boy, this sounds complicated. What? Mummy is the loot of all weevils. Yeah. This is from a book called Monster Jokes and Riddles, and it has been my high school group of friends' most referenced joke in the last 20 years of my life. <laughs> oh, wow. This joke has history. The book is from 1972, and it's such a bizarrely specific joke. Yeah. What did the pharaoh say when he saw a lot of boll weevil bugs from the cotton fields stealing a mummy? A boll weevil is a beetle that feeds on cotton buds and flowers. I mean, that's... So we learned something <laughs> from the joke. It's so bad. I tend to like jokes like that, but... Extremely convoluted, oddly specific. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's good. Me too, evidently. <laughs> evidently. But we also learned that being cold can make you crave social contact. And so if you're lonely, get warm. If you're cold, go talk to somebody. Yeah, so if you don't feel like going out into the cold and hanging out with friends, you can just curl up into a blanket and do what a mummy does. Get all wrapped up in yourself. Yeah, I like that lesson. Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk, Cameron Duke, and Steffi Drucker, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.